You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So we're both drinking hot <laughs> vitamin, vitamin C. C today. It caught on. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's it's like okay, you mm-hmm. know. You feel healthy. Uh, it's a soothing to the throat, and you know you're getting your vitamins. Exactly. Thousand milligrams, actually. Thousand milligrams. Wow. Yay! <laughs> 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 I thought you were gonna talk right then, and then you didn't. <laughs> That's what do you want me to say? Oh, remember that thing we we're gonna talk about before? Literally <laughs> right before that we talked about. Yeah. Ward Cameron. Who's Ward Cameron? People tell me I look like him. Among all of the other people I look Did like. Did you ever watch Outer Banks? Uh-uh. Okay, so he's in Outer Banks. That's interesting to me. I don't really see that resemblance. Um, it was on it was on some of the last videos we did. People said that we looked like the Ward father and daughter from Outer Banks. No, we look like the father and daughter from Cobra Kai, they say, from Danny LaRusso and Sam LaRusso. Yeah. And- which is Ironic because we are both actually martial artists with black belts. <laughs> we are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have an arch enemy from my old dojo who, yeah. It's a hey, it's very similar no life story. I haven't seen it. Okay. I watched a few episodes. I got, I got back into that. <laughs> it's a very cool show. <laughs> yeah. But that's not this show. This show, this show is about to begin. Should we just go ahead and. <laughs> I didn't even say it right. <laughs> I think we should just roll the intro music. Do it. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to introduce ourselves. Because last time we waited until like 30 minutes into the podcast to introduce ourselves. And every week we've got a lot of new listeners, which is really amazing. So go ahead, you start. Hey guys, I am Maggie Mags. Maggie Thurman. I'm Dan Thurman. We're the Thurman Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? And this is uh, Wholesome Chaos, which is our podcast about how we're doing life. It's and, a story. Yeah. About a- <laughs> <laughs> it's really, um, and then my, my wife Shay's right over there, and Eddie also edits the podcast. But we, basically, <laughs> we're talking about life. We're talking about our family. We're talking about things that have worked for us in the past, things we're struggling with now, asking, uh, answering listener questions, asking each other questions. And just trying to figure out how we can do life together and as a family and support each other and hopefully give you something that's fun and meaningful and also useful in your life too. Yep. So all that being said, welcome to Wholesome Chaos. Yeah. And you're getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to split. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both are. We. <laughs> and initially, I was going to split with you tomorrow to Los yeah, Angeles. That was going to be so fun. Have a day at your house. Yeah. And I really want that to happen. I... The last time my parents visited me in LA, you've only visited me together once. And I was still kind of new there. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of new there. I've been there like, actually like four months? No, much longer. September, October, November. Oh yeah, like five months. It's not that much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I wasn't really super duper established. Like if you guys came back now, I just, I feel like I'm more settled. And I miss you guys. I want to hang out with you guys. But yeah, I can't. 
go back with you because I'm going to set. Um, yeah, you're going back on the movie. Yeah, which is a good reason to not go back. <laughs> so can we say anything yet about the project that you're working on? No. <laughs> like we can't talk about obviously the name of the project or anything, anybody no. who's in it? No. No? No. I told him the other day, I was like, I don't think I'm announced yet, like on the cast list. And he goes, well, you could announce it. And I went, no. <laughs> That's not how that works. But, I mean, you're making friends there and meeting people and it's fun. And you can actually work on your Australian accent a little bit. You can't say anything like that, Dad. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Forget I said that. It makes no sense. And it was a very much a non sequitur. has nothing to do with the actual cast list. Changing the topic. Okay. You, you like acting. I love acting. Um, I used to do some acting. and Now, I got a business degree. But before that, I was very much into performance and theater. Uh, and then after college, I also went to school for acting. I, went, I took performance classes. I was in some plays. I was in some films. I got my resume together. I was, um, I mean, I, I wasn't in a lot of films. I was in maybe a couple small things that were just like independent projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always thought acting was pretty, pretty remarkable. You know, like, like you can choose to be successful at one thing in life, one career, one identity, whatever. But acting is kind of like a commitment to say, I'm going to learn, I'm going to be capable of learning it all. Yeah. Like, like whatever I'm asked to do or become, I'm, I have to figure it out and yeah. learn quickly. Yeah, um, It's very hard. You know, it's very frustrating to get work sometimes. And ultimately, you know, I didn't have the, the passion to stick with it. Yeah. But um, I think it's, there's kind of a nobility to doing it well. Yeah. And that's one of the things is like anything I do, I want to do it well. You know? I know that. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny when you uh, – you like to be involved in the things in my life. So we would, for like the past week now, ever since like leading up to me going back to set, we'll, we'll like watch something and he'll be like, you see what that actor just did? You see that? You see that unique choice? Yeah. yeah. Like he's like giving me little pointers and stuff like that. He asked me, he was like, what's your, what's your character process like? Um, and I showed you. <laughs> and, so, and, and yesterday we were practicing uh, some don't, skills. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to we have to bleep out everything you're about to say. No, no, we're just surfing the edges, like staying staying clear of what might I'm get you in trouble. I'm very nervous at the moment, and this isn't even live. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a big part of acting is learning a lot of different skills and pretending that you're a master at them when you're not <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. Uh, so yeah, it's cool. I, I found it very liberating, and and you know just. There was an improv class, for example, that I was part of my whole repertoire. Um, and it was interesting to get to a place where you were almost outside of yourself because you were, you were saying things and doing things before you had a chance to process them intellectually. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't necessarily – they were choices, but they weren't conscious choices. They were subconscious choices, like playing ping pong. You get to be yeah. you know, so good at ping pong, you're just watching yourself do it so quickly. And it takes a lot of work, but to get to that point with improv is is cool. And then with, with, you know, developing a character to transcend yourself and get into your character. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I feel like a big part of acting is just getting out of your head. For sure. All the process is really there to help you do that, right? What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it's a very technical process to do something that is ultimately – not technical. Not ne- 
necessarily. It doesn't have to be technical. There's so many different approaches, and it really comes down to what works for you. You know? Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong way to act. I mean, like, badly, I guess is the wrong (laughs) way. But, but like, you know, there's just so many different approaches, and something that works for someone may not work for you, and that doesn't mean that you can't act. It means find what works for you. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit like drumming. Because drumming, (laughs) anybody can, within just a few minutes, like figure out a basic beat and lay down just and make noise on the drums. But, you know, it takes a long time to really become a master. And the the real drummers know who the masters are. Mm -hmm. And the real actors know who the masters are too. Yeah. Does drumming calm you down? Yeah, sometimes. It's it's very, it it allows me to focus. And Mm -hmm. it's also a great skill to work on. And you know what? Um, another great skill to work on is meditation or mastering your own thinking and your own mind. I was on the Calm app this morning and Jeff Warren's meditations. I was listening to that and they're just so great. The way I think about um, meditation is it's like it's a skill that you learn to really run your own brain as opposed to just being at the mercy of everything else around you. And you know what? We're partnering with Calm, which is the number one mental wellness app to give you tools to improve the way that you feel. And it is the new year, which means that we've got exercise on the brain. But what we really need to do is to exercise our brains. Resolve to strengthen your mind with a mindfulness practice. And just like a new gym routine, you need a little help from a trainer. And that's where Calm comes in. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks. And drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. If you go to calm.com slash chaos, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. So for listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion for Wholesome Chaos listeners of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chaos. Go to calm.com slash chaos for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash chaos. You want to play a game? Why not? Okay, we've played this game before, but I thought it might be fun to do on the podcast. Um, Do you remember a while ago, it was trending all over TikTok. We made a TikTok of it where you each say a word and you try to say the same word. Just out of the the blue? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. If you don't know the game, it'll become very clear in just a second. Okay, you ready? Because chances are we won't say the same word and then we have to say another word. To try and get to the same word. To try to get to the same word. And I will, I'll count us down. Okay. okay. Three, two, one, Balloon. orange. Mmm. <laughs> so the words we got were orange and balloon. Um, so, okay. Um, three, two, one, Blimp. pumpkin. Mm. Okay. Three, two, one, Halloween. Parade. Okay. Mm, okay. Getting closer. <laughs> um, do you have something? Yeah? Three, two, one, festival. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say anything. Trick or treat? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, festival and trick or treat. Um, okay. Three, two, one, fright fest? What? 
Fright Fest. Six Flags Fright Fest. I think we need to do this again. <laughs> this is so bad. No, it's not bad. Let's start again. Okay. Three, two, one. Mug. <laughs> Three, two, one. Water. Water. You, you, like, <laughs> you know what? I feel like this game is not going how I thought it would in my head. Um, let's move on. <laughs> to where? Um, oh, on the board, it just says embarrassment dance. <laughs> Sometimes my dad writes some of his ideas that he has for the podcast on this board, and I just looked at it, and it says embarrassment dance. Do you want to elaborate on yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think I finished that thought, but what it was going to be is some of Dan's stories from my childhood. Um, and just the whole topic of embarrassment. And mm -hmm. how do you, this, this came from some of the questions where people were asking about how do you become more confident? How do you get over self-consciousness and feelings of embarrassment? Like for example, at school, do you ever mm -hmm. feel that way or did you feel that way? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's very common. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and for me, it wasn't necessarily, you could say it's about developing confidence or thicker skin or just, you know, transcending what people think of you and all that kind of stuff. I think for me, it was more just obliviousness. Yeah. Like I had no clue how I was being perceived. And frankly, I didn't care. It's kind of like you said to yourself on the last podcast, I wish, or a couple times ago, mm -hmm. I wish I could just go back and tell my younger self. Not to care. Just don't care. Yeah. Right? Well, I think I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. And that was one of the big miscommunications of you and I when I was like in middle school and high school was I would run into these like walls of, Oh my gosh, I can't do this because this girl said this and like, like being bullied and like stuff like that, where I was just so conscious of what everyone thinks. And you didn't, I guess like have that experience. So I feel like it was a little bit of a, I don't know if miscommunication is the right word, but just, misunderstanding where it's like, okay, well, why can't you just do this? It's I think like, there's probably also a gap in terms of how boys and girls feel differently in those situations. I don't know. I think guys in general don't spend as much time dwelling on what other people think. I think it depends on the guy. Possibly. But two instances, you could tell me which one you feel would be the most embarrassing. And if you're listening along, you know, you could think about your own perspective to that answer. First was when I was playing, um, uh, first was just basically braces. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had braces. A lot of people are embarrassed about braces. A lot of people, you know, maybe get some advanced orthodontic corrections, which I did, which included a headgear. Mm -hmm. And my orthodontist said, you know, this whole process is going to go a lot faster if you wear your headgear more often. And the more you wear it, the faster it's going to go. So I, to which I was just like, well, whatever, I'll just wear it to school. <laughs> and so in high school, I wore my oh, headgear to man. school for months on end. And I was that guy who just like, you know, was pretty pathetic probably no. in retrospect. You know, I don't know. No, there's nothing wrong with headgears. They're great. <laughs> They're amazing. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people looked at me and were like, you know, I could never do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Are, you, are you just got a mental image of me wearing a headgear? I'm like, why would you? Why would you? I could never do that. He's so brave. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I um, that was one instance, and you could tell me which one's the other. The other instance is this one. It was I was playing racquetball with my friend Joe DeCaro, mm -hmm. and we um, loved that sport, as you know. It was mm -hmm. a big part of my childhood. We played for free at the park district, and 
the racket had like this racket guard, which was another piece of plastic along the edge or on the top. So if you hit a wall, it doesn't necessarily damage your racket. That's what the racket yeah. guard, I guess, was for. Mm-hmm. But that edge of the racket guard is kind of like a sharp edge. Well, Joe hit the ball and went back in the corner, and I was running back into the corner for it, and it was over my head, and I was getting like close to the corner, but I was trying to hit it, and I was trying to swing, and I swung right next to my face, and I hit myself in the <laughs> face with the racket. And not only that, but I hit the my nose with that edge of the racket guard right on the bridge of my nose. And I'm, I'm facing away from the wall. Uh, I'm, fa- I'm facing the wall away from Joe. And I stop. I miss the ball completely. And I'm like, ow. And he said, what, what happened? I said, I hit myself in the face with the racket. And, and he starts laughing. And then I turned around and he stopped laughing and just went like ghostly white because apparently – there was this gusher of blood coming oh. out of my my ghostly white face, like run, run down my face. Anyway, so I had this gash on my nose. And instead of getting stitches. Trigger warning, blood and grossness. Yeah, so we, we finished the game, probably, maybe not. And then, <laughs> and then um, instead of getting stitches, I decided to wear a butterfly bandage, mm-hmm. okay? But you know how a butterfly bandage works? It like t- takes the skin from one side stretches it really tight over the skin from the other side. So if you can imagine, there's a butterfly bandage running down my node, which made my nose, it made my nose kind of curl up oh, like this. Oh, that's so funny. Like a little bit of like, you know, like a pig kind yeah. of. And so I went to school like that for a while <laughs> as my nose healed up. With the, with the mouth guard? No, well, no, I think it was by then I was done with braces. Yeah, there you go. That might have protected you from the racket. Yes. Why not? <laughs> So which do you think is more embarrassing? Oh, man. Um, injuries aren't embarrassing. Neither are embarrassing. Be proud of who you were. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Very proud. Oh, man. No, but kids can be mean, right? Oh, yeah. So I remember. <laughs> here's the funny thing. I remember getting, like, not bullied, but, like, just comments made about how I had a middle part and – like everyone was switching to side parts at the time. And so ultimately I switched to a side part because I was like, okay, okay, everyone, everyone's doing it. Everyone has a middle part now, okay? <laughs> everyone does middle parts practically. So it just goes to show. Sometimes. I had a middle part once upon a time too. I had kind of That's, wings, oh, like wings no. coming up from the sides. <laughs> Things you didn't know about me, right, honey? No, I think yeah, part of it, I mean, I could say, <laughs> yeah, she's cracking up over here. I could say I was oblivious, but in reality, I just think I was living life differently, you know? You know a good way to start living your life differently is changing what you eat. Yeah, that's a great segue, Maggie. (laughs) Tell us about it. Thank you. The new year is a great time to focus on what is most important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you enjoy endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on other resolutions with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less, plus quick and easy meals, including 20-minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options, provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. Something I loved about HelloFresh is honestly how it still kind of feels like you're eating out because you get to choose your like what meals are going to be sent to your house to make. And then when it comes time to making them, you have all those 
pictures of what the food will look like once you're done. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally like you're looking at a menu and you're like, hmm, what am I going to eat today? It's, it's so like fun. anticipation, yeah. then preparation, yep. and then satisfaction. Yeah, satisfaction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? So you can take action on this as well and go to HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos. Use that code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos using the code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And just like our family, you can be enjoying America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. We love some HelloFresh. So what I was saying about like living life differently at a higher level um, or just at, you know, just not caring about what people think of you. Um, I think it's making the decision that, that you're, you can be about, you can transcend the judgment of others if you decide that your life is meaningful and like you can be an instrument for inspiring other people. I guess I got that pretty early on um, or you know, maybe I was just kind of different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's easier to look back at it now with clarity, most likely. Yeah. Um, but some things you are just like, also I think it for sure comes from your parents a bit. <laughs> um, the way you were raised, knowing like grandma and grandpa and like my grandparents in general, very like unapologetically themselves. That's and I true. think a lot and they of that also built up you. my confidence. Oh yeah. And you are also a cool kid. You're a very people person. So well, well, you know what for me it was? One of the big things was when I learned to juggle. I was gonna say juggling. <laughs> yeah, because I went from being the problem kid who was getting in trouble all the time to the cool kid. Who, who can juggle. <laughs> who can juggle, which really isn't even all that difficult. But like yeah. it was just one of those things nobody else was doing. And so when I started to get like positive satisfaction for focusing my energy into that, I just wanted to do it all the time and yeah. and then started, you know, performing at different places and that boosted my confidence immensely. Yeah, kind of how we were talking about like looking back at things with better clarity and you can see those like defining things more clearly now. But when we were watching, we were literally watching TV and this show where this girl just like is so entangled in all her lies and like the stress of it and we talked about how it's so much easier to just like live an honest life in the amount of stress that relieves and I feel like that's one thing that like for me is so much clearer now looking back on like so much of my stress just like trying to trying to keep things from different people in like middle school or high school or whatever and now it's like I don't really have like any ongoing lies in my life mm-hmm. which is really nice and I notice so much easier now that like when something gets flubbed, like maybe it's not even a lie, but just something where it's like, oh, I didn't want this person to know that like I did this or whatever, that instant stress, I immediately feel like I'm in middle school again. Mm. And I'm like, I know this feeling. And then when I just like man up and talk to the person and the feeling's gone, I'm like, man, why didn't I just do this my whole life? Like it's so much easier to just live an honest life. That's so good. And, And yet a lot of people don't. Uh, because they don't have the confidence. And also, they feel that other people's judgments are more important than their own or their own perspective. Maybe they don't even know their own perspective. But, but when you said, you know, say your, speak your truth, essentially, is what you're saying. is like, tell your perspective, be clear, be honest, 
um, it doesn't necessarily mean putting other people in their place or, no. you know, like it, it, it's not about being angry or, or justifiably like, here's my position. It's really about clarity and understanding and valuing other people and saying other people deserve to know what's going on with me. And if I can be honest with them, presume positive things about what they're thinking and feeling and treat people, you know, not as some generic version of life, but as individuals who have their own thoughts and fears and just, just be honest with them and see if I can help them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person who doesn't do well with lies, um, doesn't do well with guilt. Uh, you guys, my parents knew that growing up, I wouldn't go to sleep without apologizing. If I did something, I couldn't. And looking back at it now, sure, it's a little bit of OCD, but <laughs> it was it was one of those things where like I could not go to bed if I knew that things were not right between us. Um, same thing with like guilt, like I can't keep secrets from people or like lie to people. Which now I'm like, there was That's only a great one quality. one time that you went to bed without apologizing. That was because of what you said. Okay, no, th- let's go into it. Yeah. So. Um, Something had happened and Maggie <laughs> reacted with what. anger and like, you know, she stomped out of the room and said something that was, you know, not, not motivated by love exactly. At that Do you moment. remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. And, and I, I said, I said, you could apologize to me now or you could apologize to me later because we know you're going to. Yeah. Like, and I did not. <laughs> and so you probably didn't sleep well that night either. Actually, that one was a little more justified for me because <laughs> I was like, he's he's just going off of this to to like wait for the apology. It's like, no. Yeah. I didn't approach that from a loving perspective. Exactly. <laughs> we all have our moments. We're not, despite our little TikTok dances, we're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I was um, talking earlier today with, with Stephanie about was just in general with parenting is how much of it is letting your kids come to their real own realizations. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, you want to be able to say, this is the way it is. This makes the most sense. Just trust me and believe me. Yeah. And that's not the way you learn anything. You learn something by struggling with options and choices and ultimately figuring it out and deciding for yourself yeah. that that is the right option. So um, it, it, it's a lot more about playing the long game. And sometimes that means over the period of days, sometimes it means over a period of years, in terms of just consistently modeling and suggesting things that might be right and letting your kids make mistakes. <laughs> he keeps looking at my mom. It's okay. She's pretty. You can look she's at very her. pretty. She's we love catching you, mom. my eye. <laughs> um, so I asked you this question the other day when we were filming a little vlog type of thing in a Starbucks drive through but it didn't make the cut. <laughs> I had to cut it for time. So I figured I'd ask you again here and we can dive into a little more depth here. But the question is, do you think social media has changed our relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, has it changed our relationship? For sure. Like, definitely it's changed our relationship. How could it not change our relationship? Because, I mean, look at this. We're doing a podcast. We're in a studio. We have professional commitments to each other. Business. Business partners partners in some respects. Um, but the core of our relationship hasn't changed. Yeah. I think if anything, it's allowed us to really explore the core of our relationship more deeply and say, you know, what is it about you and I together that 
that we really appreciate and love and, and maybe is super special. Um, that to me has been really rewarding, but you know, change is inevitable. Everything changes. If you're living yeah. your life thinking things aren't going to change, you're not, you're not going to live a very happy life. And social media in general happened at such a specific time of me becoming an adult that I think things were going to change regardless of kind of like, okay, like I'm still your kid, but like I'm I'm an adult now, like I'm older, kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't feel <laughs> that old. Um, you're not. You're very I, young. I actually, I go back and forth of feeling very young and very old. Um, well, you're very capable, but you're... Um, your youth is, is very precious and special and wonderful. Well, you, you'll I, never be 19 again, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people, because a lot of people I interact with is in more of a business setting, so I think they just assume I'm a little bit older. Um, yeah, that was something funny. I was working on a project, and this younger actress, um, she asked how old I was, and I told her, I said, guess. And she goes, 24? <laughs> and I told her, I was like, nope, 19. And she was like, no way, you look like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, you you present yourself like an adult. Well, that's how you get things done. You exactly. want people to take you seriously. But I think that was a big part of our relationship changing a little bit. Um, I think with social media and with it kind of in the beginning being something that um, – we only did on my account at first. I was kind of the instigator of things where I would find something for us to do and like execute it like that. Um, I think from my perspective, it probably pushed me into a more of a business adult in your mind a little bit. Does that make sense? Like, like I had an expertise in something that well, we definitely, shared. yeah. So it was it was like a little bit of. Well, I would look to you for guidance and suggestions. Yeah, yeah I guess that's kind of what I would I'm come doing. to you with ideas, mm-hmm. but allowed you to be the, de- the the decision maker on what was appropriate for your channel or what you thought would work best. And we, we agree on practically everything. Yeah. And I think we've gotten to such a point now where it's like even before doing things, we know how each other are going to react. And we're like, okay, well, this would work because of this, this. And like it's almost like we're on the same page with a lot of things. Like the pool TikToks mm-hmm. the other day when we were dancing and you ended up in the pool. Yeah. We like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was a great comment on that. I loved it. it was like somebody said, I, I really love how the pool has become a third character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. I did try to catch you though. You did try to, to catch me. To be honest. I to be fair. thought you had me for a sec. I thought I did. Those sleeves. Those sleeves are really slippery. It was hands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, those were. Those were fun videos. Definitely. So how else do you think it's changed our relationship? Um, I think mainly those things. I think, you know, it, it, it's prompted other conversations about money and how to run a business and like other questions that have come up for you that have given me an opportunity to um, make some suggestions and inform you in different ways that it's been really rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. And I think we're... There's been highs and lows <laughs> of disagreements, kind of figuring things out. But just like, tired, just yeah. fatigue. Yeah, because that's the thing is TikTok is so relentless; it never stops. <laughs> it never, you know, it's, you can't. It's satiate. not just TikTok too. You know, it's it's the whole 
the whole shebang. We're doing a podcast right now. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> and, and for your mom and I both, it's like we're all in support. Yeah. Which means, like, the more you need, the more we have to we strive to help. Yeah, and that's a huge thing. I definitely look to y'all for approval on a lot of things just because I value your opinions and I value you as people. Like, even when I film auditions, I will usually, like, text mom a link and be like, okay, you guys watch this. Let me know what you think. <laughs> I, I will say another thing that I've noticed changed. In the beginning, there was, like, uh, because you were living in our house and you were underage, it's like, this is not appropriate. Don't use these songs. Don't wear that. Don't, don't, whatever it is. It's like, yeah. we would make some judgments about how you presented yourself. Don't cuss on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And, and now that you're older, those are your judgments. Like, like, yeah. and, and I know that, you know, you, as you get older, I'm not holding you to that forever, obviously. But my point is you've grasped onto your virtues and said, this is who I want to be. Yeah, and it's not even like, <laughs> trying to gauge what to say here. It's not like I never cuss. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is that a terrible thing to say on the podcast right now? <laughs> Me looking at my parents right now. Um, but I think it's, it's, there's a line of what I put on the internet. Just because I'm, I'm very conscious of who sees it and the magnitude of people who see it. There's a lot of kids on the app. Um, there's a lot of creeps on the app. And so I, I, I'm just a little bit conscious of that. And I, at this point, it's more like, I'd rather just not open that, that door. Yeah. <laughs> I only cuss with my parents. <laughs> Mom's talking, but we're not going to be able to pick up her on my, she's going to cut all that out. going to cut that out. She's editing. She's going to cut us out of the podcast one of these days. My, uh, my hot, my hot vitamin water is, is getting a little bit lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Honestly. Oh, I, um, I put an Instagram poll out of things they wanted us to talk about on the podcast. Cool. And I would love to ask you some of those. Kind of like a lightning round? Yeah, lightning round. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this Georgia weather, it was snowing at like 5 a.m. What are your thoughts on that? Did you know it was snowing last night? No. Yeah. Really? It snowed in the middle of the night. I looked at it because our power went out at 3 a.m. And I was wearing shorts yesterday. Yeah. No, Georgia weather's crazy. I um I told mom this. Our power went out last night at like 3 a.m. All the lights in my room are connected to Alexa. And so when Alexa reset, all the lights in my room turned on full brightness. It was so bright. And I was trying to tell Alexa to turn them off, but she wasn't listening because she wasn't <laughs> reset. So I had to get up and go to my phone. Um, I for some reason got logged out of the app. <laughs> so I was trying to guess my password like over and over. was not getting it. Finally got the lights off. Um, but yeah, that's Georgia. It was so windy. Yeah. That's why I just use the switch. Really good technology. Mm. It's just like, it's really simple. Up, up is on. Oh wow. Down completely dark. That's crazy. But you still managed to leave lights on all over the house. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Next question. Wait, was that the question? Yep. It Georgia really weather? Question. None of these are actually kind of questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to phrase this one in a question. Do you know what your love language is? Yes. What is it? Um, acts of service. Really? And quality time. Okay, yeah. I was going to guess quality time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, what was, uh, this one says, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> acts of service with the dogs. Yeah, taking no, quality them time. I'll oh, say quality time with the dogs. Yeah, yep, taking them on walks all the time and everything. Yeah, it's, it's whoever good. says yes, and usually it's just the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one says they want to hear about my first boyfriend and my dad's reaction to him. We've kind of talked about this in general, but there was a time when I was really young with a boy. Do you remember this story? Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Would you like to elaborate? Yes, this very young boy from Maggie's preschool came over. Preschool! (laughs) And sat on the couch. Well, they, you know, he's very cute and came over and his parents dropped him off and they're doing their thing. and And I was just practicing. Like, I was having fun. Mainly, I was trying to entertain your mom. And so I had him come over on the couch and I said, can I, come here, I want to talk to you for a second. And, and he sat on the couch and I said, I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What are your intentions with my daughter? And mom starts laughing. And this little boy, just in all seriousness, he, he like thought for a second and he looked at me and he's like, playing? <laughs> that was the whole answer, <laughs> playing. Play? Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds really good to me. And, you know, and I shook his hand and kind of went on about the, the play date. But I was, I was really impressed. He even understood the question. Yeah, yeah, because they were you were young. Yeah, and now we can't remember his name, which sucks. Next one: <laughs> <laughs> high school friendships versus adult friendships. Are they the same slash different for you? I love this question. Uh, Do you want me to adult talk? friendships are definitely older people. That's that's good. Yeah, definitely. What about what about older people who attend? Like it's not high school. <laughs> <laughs> the teachers, yeah. yeah. No, um, I have I have a good bit of friends from high school mm-hmm. who are still friends as adults. Um, Do you find your relationship with them is still very high school, or has it um, is it more of an adult friendship now? But see, back to like the whole concept of like playing games or face work, and I never did it. I never did that. So I would say my relationships in high school were more adult than a lot of people. Um, just because I did speak with clarity and I had a job and I was working my way through college, you know, through high school and then through college. And so I had responsibilities kind of like you. Um, but why don't you speak to it? Cause you're just at the cusp of of moving into that next level. No, that's a good point though, because looking back at it, it's like you think high school, but my friends and I went through a lot of serious things that kind of made us pretty adult and I feel like that's a lot of kids I think that's very common yes absolutely yeah you you go through things in life and you kind of have to grow up a bit um but I guess my whole thing about it was oh when you see people every single day there's a type of closeness you know what I mean like just knowing you're going to see these people every single day that are like your best friends. I think that's so fun when you walk into a class and like you don't really want to go to the class, but then you see your best friend and you're like, oh, I forgot I had this class with her. It's going to be a good time. Like, I think that I miss that so much. And like. That is cool. Yeah. There's a very special familiarity. I guess some people get that in the workplace when they work in a group of people as adults. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is like when you see people every single day, um, you know, you have to think about, well, what am I wearing every day? You didn't <laughs> because not. you had a school uniform, a school uniform yeah. which I think is so smart. I had like I loved the it. same t-shirts I wore basically every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie kind of did the same thing. It's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. You, you get used to seeing people wearing all the same clothes. Yeah. And so, but, but it was cool to take that out of the equation and you could just be, you know, yourself. Yeah. No, I 
I absolutely loved having a school uniform. And I think at first, because I came from public school, and I was like, what the heck, a school uniform? I don't want to do that. But also, to be fair, I didn't dress the best at public school. I wore, like, the same two skorts. Well, see, but I I do that now, though. I I have a life uniform, which is basically black T-shirt and jeans. Yeah. And that's that way I don't have to think about it. Yeah. uh, But, no, I definitely – and the uniform was – pretty lax where we had to wear jeans with a collared shirt tucked in and a belt, but we could also wear like outerwear that was the schools. So essentially I would just wear jeans and a hoodie every day, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really do miss that feeling of like pulling into school and seeing which cars of your friends are here and which car are you going to run up to and like hang out with before. I think that's so cool. And of course, like I do have, now, just now that I'm across the country, it's harder to see my high school friends, but we do still talk a lot. Um, and I do have people in L.A. who I see practically every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who. But um, Blythe, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's different in that aspect. Cool. Any other questions? Um, this one, I think they think Matt and I are dating, but they just said, Julia said, what does your dad think about Matt? <laughs> I like Matt. I think he's really fun. How very do you cool. not like Matt? Yeah, he, he's a very sweet guy, very talented. Um, you know, I liked, liked hanging out with him when mm-hmm. we were in L.A. He together. Yeah, likewise. I, I, I would love to spend more time with him. You know, when he said to you on when you were podcast, he's like, the one where you're throwing pencils and you're like, if I get it in, I get to spend, uh, like, go on a, a, podcast pl- episode. A, a play date with your dad oh, or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm like, Matt, you know, we can do that anytime. We can do that yeah. next time I'm in L.A. We'll no, go have fun. I have so many people. Who, dude, I, if you came out to L.A., I could book you up a little itinerary. Please do. I'd love to do it. Um, but, no, I also think Matt, I told him this, I, like, he's a very good, um, very good at physical comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a very natural um, comedic yeah. approach, both in his – words and in his physicality. Yeah. No, I, I'm ready for you and mom to come back out to LA. We can make some TikToks with Matt. We can do whatever. Well, we'll do, um, hey, I'm going to be in LA tomorrow. I'm not. We just established this. If you missed yeah, it, that's go back true. to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have a speech out there. And then, you know, by the time I get home, um, well, you'll still be on the movie set with people, you know, we can't talk about. <laughs> and then you're going to be flying back to LA. But I'll come soon. Yeah. I will definitely come soon. Amazing. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, uh, listen to previous episodes that you missed or future episodes to come. And while we did Instagram questions today, the best way to ask a question is at wholesomechaos.com where you could submit your question. We see them all, we read them all, and we take the best ones and we bring them up here to the podcast. Some of those we actually answer directly. So we read all your questions and we really appreciate the, uh, the feedback as well. Yes. And if you guys like the podcast, um, be sure to follow us on our other socials. It's Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman on everything except my dad on TikTok is MaggieZad123. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Max. And I enjoyed spending time with you and safe travels back. We've got a little bit of time left in the day, three hours before darkness. We've got to make some TikToks we or something. Make some TikToks. So we better get busy. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's high five it out since you are live in the studio. Oh, come on. I love you, Maggie. I love you, Dad. And we love you too, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Okay, let's try one more. Let's see if we're in sync. You ready? One, 
two, three. What, what if, if we, we surprise, surprise each other at, other at the, the same, same time? time? That'd, That'd be, be like, like a, a movie. movie. <laughs>